0: Hello and welcome, my name is Jackie Lindahl and this is the Fit Like a Girl podcast. I am a mom, wife, an avid coffee drinker and weightlifter as well as a personal trainer and I own my own company called Fit Like a Girl Personal Training. In this podcast, I will help you reach your weight loss and fitness goals with no BS advice, cutting through all the myths and the crap that is out there so that you feel empowered and confident in reaching your goals. Along with fitness and health, I will also talk about many other subjects like mom stuff, life stuff, business, money, and so much more. So grab a coffee or put on your headphones and go for a walk and let's chat. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Like a Girl podcast. My name is Jackie Lindahl. Thank you for listening. So, um, today's podcast is going to start with a life update as usual, um, I don't have a whole lot for a life update. Let's be honest here. I am getting bigger and bigger by the minute. I am having a hard time sleeping at night because of either hip pain or back pain, or I have this little ninja inside of me absolutely beating the shit out of my internal organs. So that's fun. Um, last night, actually, my two and a half year old decided, well, she didn't decide. She was having a rough night last night. Why? I have no idea. Just one of those nights where she was awake. She was upset. Trying to console her, get her down, back down to sleep. She's up. She's crying. Like, get her down to the point where I'm like, okay, mommy's going to leave. I'm going to leave your door open. I'm not coming back in. And then, of course, like literally 10 minutes later, she's like screaming her fucking head off again. She's not sick or anything. She was just in a mood. And these nights are very few and far between. Like they used to happen a lot with her sleep regressions and stuff like that when she was younger. But sometimes those nights just happen. Then of course, after like, I don't know, three hours at around 4 a.m. ish, she finally fell back asleep for the night. And then I'm laying awake, annoyed at her, of course, I can't be too mad. Like she's only two. Um, But I'm like annoyed at her being like, fuck, now I'm awake and I'm really awake. So I'm like, okay, we're just going to like try to calm down and just go to sleep. Well, then like as I'm starting to want to drift off, the little being inside me decides to start practicing her ninja skills. And like I said before, beating the living shit out of my internal organs. So I'm cranky today because I didn't get a whole lot of sleep. (laughs) Anyways, parenthood. It's fun. And with what else is new with us, uh, really not a whole lot. Um, we've been just trying to get prepared for this baby. I still have things that I need to do. I need to finish putting baby clothes away and actually like buy diapers. And then over the next few weeks, I should probably pack a hospital bag, you know, just in case. Um, I'm not exactly expecting this baby to come anytime super soon, just given the fact that, My daughter was five days late and my poor mom was late with all of us kids. So, um, yeah, I'm, so I'm not in a huge rush, but at the same time is getting to the point where I'm like, I should probably get my shit together. So yeah, other than that, that's pretty much all that's new with us. Super quick life update. Nothing too new. Let's get into the topic because I feel like today's going to be a really informative and helpful topic. So for today's topic, I wanted to discuss intuitive eating, calorie tracking, macro tracking. Um, I get a lot of questions on these specific things and basically like, what are these? What does it mean to intuitively eat more and more as we get away from the diet culture world? And as the healthy at every size movement and the anti-diet culture movements become more prevalent, which is excellent. You hear more about intuitive eating. And you kind of hear about the, some of the cons, I guess you'll say of calorie tracking and macro tracking and stuff. So I wanted to give just a overview of what they all are. Let's talk about each individual thing, intuitive eating, calorie tracking, macro tracking, what are they? How do they help? What kind of needs or goals are they best suited for? And at the end of the day, what are kind of like the ultimate goals of these? because like I said, I get questions about these things and yeah, so we'll just kind of go over them. So first things first, let's talk about intuitive eating. So intuitive eating, you probably can already guess like what it is. Basically you are removing all food rules, restriction, uh, tracking, worrying about certain food groups, worrying about timelines for eating and fasting and all that kind of stuff. You're just removing all restriction and all rules. And you are focusing on listening to your body, feeding it the fuel that it needs and the foods that your body wants. Now there's some like myths about intuitive eating in that, A lot of people think that intuitive eating is just meant to be a free-for-all and um, not really. Intuitive eating is supposed to be about just removing all restriction and being able to maintain and look after your health and things like that while having the freedom to eat whatever foods you want. As with everything, there's obviously going to be nuances to these things, right? So it's not always just about, oh, my body wants to eat pizza and chicken fingers and Twinkies and stuff like that. Although with intuitive eating, you're giving yourself the freedom to do those things when you want, but also acknowledging that eating for health is important so that you can also eat intuitively to look after your body. So let's talk a little bit about it. With intuitive eating, if you are an intuitive eater, um, you generally under have an understanding of somewhat of portion sizes for you, um, and your body it's meant to actually maintain. So once you're kind of a, I don't like to use this phrase, but I'm going to use it just so that it's for understanding purposes. Once you're a quote unquote successful intuitive eater, you can essentially eat to maintain your weight, maintain your health and maintain your lifestyle. That is the definition of what it means to be like a successful intuitive eater. Like I said, I don't really like using the word successful because the whole point of intuitive eating is that there is no success or failure at it. You just eat. So the whole point of it is, is that you can maintain your health, maintain your lifestyle, all those kinds of things while including all foods without any rules. Okay. The, and that you also have Very important, a healthy relationship with food as an intuitive eater. You don't see foods as good and bad. You don't see, you know, I need to eat certain foods because of these rules or I can't include these foods because of certain rules. You can just include all foods as a part of your healthy diet and healthy lifestyle. So, with intuitive eating, there's no bad foods, there's no rules. And the benefits, there are many benefits to learning. To become an intuitive eater and keep that phrase in your mind because I'm going to talk about it in a few minutes. But by learning to become an intuitive eater, it helps to get rid of any negative stigma with foods, understanding that all foods can be included in a healthy diet. You're understanding that there's no rules when it comes to your nutrition. You're able to do what you feel is right for your body. You listen to your body. If I need vegetables, I'm going to have some vegetables. If I need you know, a piece of pizza, I'm going to have a piece of pizza. If I need more protein, I'm going to eat more protein. So I feel satiated and full. Um, you're able to do these things by listening to your body and being able to have a logical emotion removed, attached relation, emotionless relationship with food. So there's no emotions tied to your food. There's no guilt spirals. There's no binges. There's no yo-yo on and off diets, all those kinds of things with proper intuitive eating. All of that is removed. It's the ultimate food freedom. Now, a lot of people think, great, that sounds fantastic. I want to intuitive eat. Of course, we all want to intuitive eat. The thing about intuitive eating is that it is a learned behavior. If you struggle with your relationship with food and if you struggle with on and off yo yo dieting, et cetera, it takes practice to learn how to intuitively eat. Now, what that practice looks like looks different for everybody depending on your situation and where you are coming from. For some people, learning to intuitively eat could mean calorie tracking or macro tracking. For others, learning to intuitively eat means not calorie tracking, not macro tracking, removing yourself away from that. For some people, it means just simply having, I know I said no rules, but for some people, it's about having like a guideline of like, okay, I'm going to learn how to intuitively eat. So that means at my meals, I'm going to make sure I have some fiber. I'm going to make sure I have some fat and I'm going to make sure I have some protein. And whatever those things are, fiber, fat, and protein are a part of the meal. That can be a part of intuitive eating. So it's not really a hard and fast rule like, for example, intermittent fasting where you're eating this time to this time or like the ketogenic diet where you can't have certain foods because they are too high in carbohydrates. Just having like some general guidelines as an idea of I can have these foods or this is how I make up a meal, that kind of thing. So you're using your intuition while following just some simple guidelines to make sure that you're getting in good nutrition. So with that, again, uh, reinforcing the fact that it is a learned behavior, can you, a lot of people will ask, can I intuitively eat for weight loss? And like I mentioned before, intuitive eating is really meant for, is truly meant for maintenance. It's not technically meant for weight loss. However, though, uh, because it is a learned behavior, You could absolutely make adjustments to your nutrition intuitively without tracking or anything, a single thing to do weight loss or fat loss. With intuitive eating, there are, like I mentioned before, so many benefits. And really at the end of the day, in being able to eat intuitively, to listen to your body, to maintain your health, maintain your body weight, maintain your level of exercise, et cetera, is the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is not to track calories or macros for forever. The ultimate goal shouldn't be to want to do keto for forever or anything like that. The ultimate goal at the end of the day, regardless of whether you want to lose weight, gain weight, just maintain your health, etc., is to be able to look at food without any emotions attached to it, without any stigma of good versus bad, and just see food for what it is to be able to just eat and listen to your body and allow yourself to have foods and things that you enjoy in moderation and include everything as a part of a healthy diet. So I would say if you were to do like a pyramid of how you should eat or whatever it might be, a hierarchy of, you know, goals for nutrition, intuitive eating is at the top of the list. That's where we want people to be. That's where I want my clients to be able to go is to, by whatever means we have to do to get there, is to be able to just trust their body and trust that they can have cravings and have the foods that they enjoy, but also be able to eat to maintain their health. So no, intuitive eating is not just about well, my body tells me that I want pizza and all those things. It's also being able to take your health into account and to be able to acknowledge that, yes, I do need vegetables and that fiber is an important part of my diet, but also so are healthy fats and all these things. But also knowing I can have pizza and I'm not throwing anything away because I don't have any rules. So like I said, a learned behavior and it takes practice and it takes work. And with the, um, like I said, recent movement of the health at every size movement and the anti-diet culture world becoming more and more prevalent, intuitive eating has come to the forefront. It's been a topic of many conversations that, no, you don't need to track calories and macros and that ideally you should be able to eat Whatever you feel like your body needs and be able to look after it. And it's a very important message that I feel like a lot of people are um, in the health and fitness world do forget that our ultimate goal for people should be that. However, though, that doesn't mean that other methods of tracking and stuff like that should be 100% demonized. So I wanna talk about calorie tracking and macro tracking or just tracking in general. Because any kind of tracking, whether it's been macros, calories, whatever it might be, has recently in the same realm of the health at every size and the anti-diet culture world has been demonized. Um, I, I see many different accounts that will just paint tracking calories or macros or anything like that with just one brush and saying like, it's all bad. If you track in any way, shape or form, it's bad and you automatically have an eating disorder. And that's not true. There are nuances to things, right? Just like there's nuances to intuitive eating, there are nuances to calorie and macro tracking. So it's not all bad. Yes, there are things that can be over obsessed and it can exaggerate if, uh, you know, I can exaggerate a bad relationship with food if taken the wrong way. But at the end of the day, taking tracking of some sort, the ultimate goal of tracking calories, tracking macros, et cetera, is to learn about food and portions and all these things to then be able to wean off of it to eat intuitively. So let's talk about calorie tracking first. First things first, let's just talk about what is a calorie. So I've talked about this many times, but it's just good for a refresher. A calorie is simply a unit of measurement for energy, similar to how a mile or a kilometer is a unit of measurement for distance. Okay. So meaning that our body constantly runs on energy and I hate to use the compare yourself to a car, but it's, you know, similar for a car, you need to put fuel in it for the car to run. If the car doesn't have fuel car, no go human, same thing. (laughs) We need fuel in the form of food, which is calories so that we can walk, talk, breathe, function, heart beating, brain working, all of those things. Okay. If we have no fuel, we no go. So a calorie is simply just a unit of measurement for energy. Um, so when you're calorie tracking, you are just simply tracking the amount of energy because Weight maintenance, weight loss, weight gain is all an energy balance. If we eat too much energy for what our body is outputting, our body will gain weight. They will store that extra energy. We have an energy surplus. If we are eating the proper amount of calories or energy for the amount of energy that we output on a daily basis, our weight ideally will maintain. If we are eating fewer calories or energy for what our body is outputting during the day, our body will be what's called an energy deficit or a calorie deficit, meaning that we need to make up that energy probably or not probably by going to our stored energy sources to make up for that. So that would be our stored energy sources such as body fat would be used to make up that energy deficit. So when you're tracking your calories, you're tracking your energy that you are inputting into your body through food, essentially that. How do you track? There's many different ways. Um, you know, generally speaking, the amount of calories that are in food are based off of the volume of food that you eat. So the grams, the cups, et cetera, dependent on how many how much of those things you're eating depends on how many calories that you're eating in a day. Every single person has a different calorie requirement and every single person has a different calorie output. So there isn't exactly a one size fits all answer as far as, you know, women need to eat X amount of calories. Men need to eat this amount of calories. Everybody's a little bit different. There's general ranges based on your size, sex, um, activity level age etc but everybody's just a little bit different and it does require a little bit of trial and error to find exactly where you are as far as your maintenance calories and everything like that so as far as how to track there's many different ways to do it. There are apps for tracking. MyFitnessPal is probably the biggest one out there that we all think of when we think of calorie tracking, but there's other ones out there. Um, good old-fashioned Google and a pen and a paper works as well for people. Uh many different ways of being able to track. But I want to specifically talk about the goals of tracking your calories. So the goals of calorie tracking, there's many different goals. Like I said, the ultimate goal at the end of the day of tracking is to be able to wean yourself off of tracking towards intuitive eating. But for the short term, calorie tracking can help be a really useful tool. And it's a tool in what can be used in a massive toolbox to be able to help you achieve your goals, whatever they might be. But calorie tracking can help you understand things like portion sizes, you know, how many calories are there in a bowl of cereal? What does a bowl of cereal actually look like? Oftentimes what we think is a regular portion size usually is a lot bigger than what the actual portion size is. Go look up the portion size of pasta or peanut butter. That'll really throw you through for a loop. But what I don't want people to see when it comes to calorie tracking is demonizing of certain foods all foods have energy and all foods have energy in different amounts. One of the things that I guess can freak people out when it comes to calorie tracking is they'll see certain foods have higher calories, such as pasta, peanut butter, et cetera. And they will be like, I can't have those foods now. And no, that's not the point of calorie tracking. You can have those foods. It's learning about portion sizes and how to fit those foods into your diet and also learning Not to demonize certain foods just based on the amount of calories. Now, of course, that's a slippery slope, and some people really get caught up in that, which is where calorie tracking isn't always for everybody. But the goal of it would be to take a more objective look at it and zoom yourself out of it and remove the emotions from the calories and just see foods for what they are. So you can see the energy balance in certain foods and not panic about what that actually not read too much into, I guess, what it is. You see a food, you see an apple is about hundred calories. Okay. You see a Big Mac is about 500 calories. Okay. The Big Mac has more energy in it versus the apple. Well, of course it does. It has a bunch of, it has way more food in it versus the apple. I don't want people to think of calorie tracking and automatically assume that it's to demonize certain foods. My goal with my clients who do calorie tracking is to be able to look at all foods and just understand portion sizes and what each food can have so that they can eventually learn to eyeball portion sizes and things like that a lot better. But you don't know unless you calorie track. And the other thing about calorie tracking or just tracking in general is being able to learn what helps you, what foods help you towards your goals or you like or what works for you and what doesn't. Because at the end of the day, tracking, like I said, isn't meant to be a permanent thing. The goal of calorie tracking is to be able to just learn for a while. And I don't actually really love it when people track constantly over and over for months and days and days and months and months. Like I don't even really want my clients to be tracking their calories seven days a week. I usually tell my clients anywhere from four to six days a week because I want them to have a, that mental break of being able to step away from the calorie tracking and just have a day where they can not worry about the numbers or anything like that. But also that over time, I'm going to wean them off how much they're tracking, so that they learn to trust themselves. Now, a lot of people, this is where kind of the nuances of calorie tracking can go, and some of the drawbacks of it is that some people can get really obsessed with the numbers, and it's not, a, and it's not a healthy thing. And for those people, I would encourage them to pull away from calorie tracking. So I've I've had clients before where they get quite obsessive over the calories and calorie tracking and things like that. And I see them kind of get a little bit antsy and worried about things. And that's when I start to encourage them, okay, you're tracking seven days a week, which is a lot. We are going to wean you off of that. And then I'll encourage them to do six days a week, then five days a week, four days a week, etc. weaning them off of it. So they learn to trust themselves and their intuition when it comes to food. So, Macro tracking, let's talk a little bit about that. First, I'll talk about what are macros and the differences between macros and calorie and calorie tracking. So, what are macros? Macros are macronutrients um or the which are made up of the three main um components of food, so your carbohydrates, your proteins and your fat. Your macronutrients are what makes up your calories. So, by macro tracking, you are calorie tracking. It's essentially the same thing. Just with macro tracking, you're tracking three different numbers, your protein, your carbs, and your fats. And with calorie tracking, you're generally tracking just one number, your calories. Most of the time when it comes to my clients, I get them to do a little mix of both. Um, because a lot of people under eat protein and they're not intaking enough protein to help maintain or build muscle mass. So usually I will get them to track their protein intake and their calories. As far as carbohydrates and fats go, I don't really care that much. Um, they will fall wherever they fall as long as you're within your calorie range. It doesn't really matter. And with macro tracking, there are again, there's apps that you can use. There are um, good old-fashioned Google and a piece of paper and pen are all very useful. I know, like my fitness pal keeps track of calories and macros. Um, it doesn't really matter. Should you do macros, should you do calories? Again, I've talked about this before on previous podcasts, and it doesn't really matter. It just depends on you, your goals, and what you want to achieve. Like I said, generally tracking less numbers is less overwhelming and easier for people. So maybe counting calories is a good place to start. And then you can add in tracking protein later, dependent on your goals and where you want to go. As far as the goals for ca- um, macro tracking, they're similar to calorie tracking learning to, uh, learning your portion sizes, learning the different makeups of different foods and energy balance in different foods, learning what helps you, what doesn't. And eventually, of course, learning to wean yourself off of it to eat more intuitively. So as I've said several times before, learning the ultimate goal of tracking, whether you're macro tracking, calorie tracking, et cetera, the ultimate goal at the end of the day is it's, is to learn about the different components of food, the different energy balances in foods, how they make you feel, what works for you, what doesn't, so that you don't have to do it for forever. I personally, for the past few years, have for the past couple years, have concentrated a lot on just intuitive eating, eating for my body. Occasionally I will track here and there just to make sure, um, like for example, I know at the beginning of my pregnancy, I was having a lot of trouble getting protein intake in because of food aversions and stuff like that. So in my second trimester, I made sure that I was tracking my protein mostly just to make sure I was getting that in. And that also that I was getting in the right amount of calories. Um, but even then I did it infrequent here and there just to double check, uh, because like I said, my ultimate goal and what I've been working on over the past few years is learn is eating intuitively taking what I learned through periods of tracking on and off and applying it to just being able to look at food for what it is and include all foods in my diet. I can tell you that learning calorie tracking helped me learn how to intuitively eat. And by taking, not taking, and by reducing the amount that I tracked for calories and things like that did help me become a better intuitive eater and improve my relationship with food so that I learned how to include all foods in my diet, not be so scared of things like pasta and stuff like that, um, because it's just no life to live, (laughs) But also knowing that I needed to listen to my body. And now I can kind of see my day as I eat so much more objectively. If I think to myself like, oh man, all I've had to drink this morning is coffee. I should probably have some water. That'll make me feel good. Oh, all I've eaten this morning, I've had, you know, no vegetables, no fruit. I, sh- I need some fiber in my day. Um, so I make sure that I add those in. I try to make sure that I have some form of vegetables with every single meal if I can. And sometimes I'm like, I just really want pizza. My body's telling me that I want pizza. So I'm going to have pizza and I'm going to honor that. So like I said, learning how to calorie track and macro track and all that kind of stuff helped me become an intuitive eater. And when you see personal trainers and dietitians and things like that, talk about intuitive eating and they'll tell you about, Oh, this is what I eat when I intuitive, you know, this is my, what I eat in a day as an intuitive eater post on TikTok. understand that a lot of times those people spent time calorie tracking or macro tracking to be able to learn how to eat intuitively. Now, like I said, who should do each? Are you the type of person who should do intuitive eating? Are you the type of person who should do calorie tracking? It really depends on you. Everyone is different and I can't say for sure what works for each person or what you should do. I can give you some general ideas. If you have a history of an eating disorder where you tracked calories and macros before, and you found that it overwhelmed you and you became really obsessive and it started to have a negative impact on your mental health and impact your relationship with food. Tracking calories and macros is not for you right now. If anything, you need to work on your relationship with food, try to improve that. If you need help seeking help from a dietitian or a therapist to be able to work through that so that you can learn to eat intuitively. Now, if you are a person who, for example, also has a negative relationship with food, you associate food with bad behavior, or, you know, you associate food with guilt spirals and you're have a binge eating problem, those kinds of things. Again, calorie tracking or macro tracking might not be for you. If anything, having to get some help with your relationship with food so that you learn to be able to avoid the binges and things like that and to eat more intuitively. Oftentimes, the more that you restrict with certain foods, especially like quote unquote junk food, um, the reason why I use the word junk food is just because we all picture what that is and what types of food those are. But in general, the more that you restrict those types of foods, the more that you're going to have issues with those types of foods as far as binging and things like that. So, If your goal, for example, on the flip side is weight loss or weight gain or something like that, tracking can be helpful. I will say can be helpful if you're able to look at it objectively and see the numbers for what they are. Alternatively, if you're trying to lose weight and you aren't making any progress and you don't know why and you feel like you eat really well overall but you're just not seeing the results that you want yet it is possible that maybe you're just not in a calorie deficit and that is where tracking for a period of time even you know a couple of weeks one month two months can be helpful for you to see what exactly you're eating your portion sizes where your calories are at and to make sure that you're eating enough for what you need, but at the same time being able to see results. That's where tracking calories or macros can be helpful. It's not necessary to track calories or macros for weight loss. I will also say that you can make simple adjustments to your diet and go into a calorie deficit without tracking calories. So, No, you don't have to track calories to lose weight, but it doesn't mean that calories don't count. It just means that you're able to make adjustments to your diet to reduce the number of calories that you're in. Intuitive eating is the ultimate goal. Calorie tracking and macro tracking are great tools in a toolbox to use for your goals. However, though, there are many different approaches that you can take where you don't have to track calories, but they can be a useful tool because at the end of the day, The ultimate goal is to be able to get to a spot where you are happy with your health, your weight, your how you feel, how you sleep, how you eat, your energy levels, and be able to maintain it and move into intuitive eating so that you're not in this cycle of on and off trying to achieve your goals for the rest of your life. That is all for today's episode. I hope that you found it helpful. I hope that you found it informative and useful. If you like this episode, I would love and appreciate a five-star written review on either Apple or um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Written reviews and especially five-star written reviews really help increase visibility for the podcast so that more people can see the podcast to be able to come on in and listen. And I can help more awesome people just like you. It's my ultimate goal. This is just to help people. If you don't already, please feel free to follow me on the social media. You can find me on Instagram. I will post that in the show notes. Um, That's probably the biggest or the best place to find me. And from there, you can find my TikTok and everything else um, that's out there. As well as if you have questions about my online coaching options, you can head to my website, www.feellikeagirl.ca. I will post that in the show notes as well. And you can get information about my online coaching options as well as contact me through there. I am accepting more online training clients up until I have my baby. So if you are wanting to get some help with your health and fitness goals or take your fitness goals to the next level, definitely feel free to reach out because I have just a short amount of time until baby comes where I probably will have a period of time that I'm not accepting clients. So just keep that in mind. Otherwise, I also just wanted to give a big heartfelt thank you so much for listening. I have been loving doing the podcast. I think we're on number 26 or 27. Um, and I plan on doing tons more. So if you ever have questions that you feel like I should discuss or topics or anything like that, feel free to shoot me an email that is also in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening again. And I will talk to you later.